Welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast, the original all-turkey, all-the-time podcast with your co-hosts Andy Galliano and Cameron Weddington. In our weekly podcast, we're going to bring you some wild turkey calling tips like this. From there, we're going to go into, she's aggravated, there's another hen that's challenged her, or she's challenging another hen, she's going to cut an excited yelp. Advice from old pro turkey hunters like this. The turkeys typically don't like, I think, more times than not, to travel in an easterly direction into the sun first thing in the morning, especially after he gets up. It's a blinding thing. It, it, it's just like you. It's hard for you to see into the sun. Mm-hmm. So if I have a choice, I'm going to try to make it so that I'm going to be on the west side in the morning east side in the afternoon of a turkey exciting live hunts like this holy crap they're coming teach you how to cook your bird with advice such as this with some fresh rosemary and garlic and then cool that off and spread that along the inside of that butterflied turkey breast that we've seasoned on both sides wildlife management tips for your property especially with turkeys like this if you look at the type of habitats that turkeys need for nesting and brooding that tends to be habitat that can be managed more successfully with growing season fire than with dormant season fire. And hopefully along the way, we'll get plenty of these. Well, on November the 28th of 1953, I was attached when I popped out of my mom and the baby doctor spanked me on the bottom. I went, oh, and I've been doing it ever since. <laughs> I like that. Thank you for tuning in, and now, for this week's show. Hello, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 295, More on X Maps with Jared Larson. And I am your co-host and the guy who joined... A new hunting club this past weekend. Hmm. And I'm your co-host and the guy who's celebrating his wife's birthday today. Aha. Uh-huh. So she is finally old enough to drink, huh? <laughs> yeah. And I put on quite the show today, if I say so myself. You know, I'm always uh-huh. forward thinking because I know there's three months where I need to atone for my sins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so anything you want to share with us that might help us get out of the doghouse at some point in, in the future? So, I don't know about y'all, but got her a nice gift, sent flowers to her at work, and then cooked a crab pasta for dinner. Uh-huh. And you serve all that with a glass of wine, and you, my friend, are out of the doghouse after your past three months of escapades. All right. So, there you go. 
Tell me about your new hunting club. Yeah, so from the hunting club that we were in for 30 years or so, me and my dad and my brother, there were six of us all total. So the three of us, the three Galliano boys and three other guys that were in the club that all moved and joined a different club in a different part of the state, about an hour closer to home. And we've been in that club for the past two years. And those other three guys were a little disappointed in the number of deer they were seeing during deer season. So Mm. they weren't really all that gung-ho on rejoining the same club again. And I've been looking around for some land to lease. So I found a, I'm going to say a little piece, it's about 2,000 acres, not far from where our new camp property is, not the hunting club property, but where our actual camp house is, and I figured since I'm going to be down in that area looking at this land, I may as well go and look at a new hunting club or two, uh, just in case I want to join one of those. And so my dad and I went and looked at the land for lease. And we went and looked at the hunting club to join that, possibly. And we ended up not leasing the land and joining the hunting club. So I'm still in the market looking for land to lease. And as far as hunting goes, I know I've got a spot to hunt. The guy that runs the club says that they have turkeys. Given where this property is located in the state of Alabama, it is in one of the turkey-rich counties in the state. So I feel pretty sure there's turkeys on it, even though I did not see any turkeys while I was there. Hmm. But it's pretty thick right now in there. So I'm yeah. not terribly surprised by the fact that I didn't see any turkeys on it. Um, well, but hopefully th- there's a lot. Yeah, yeah, I hope so too. And, you know... I got the typical sales pitch when you go and you look at a hunting club to join and you ask the question, well, do you guys have any turkeys? Oh, man, there's turkeys all over the place. Yeah. And nobody hunts them. Oh, yeah. I've never heard that before, man. Yeah. (laughs) Then you go actually kill one. He's got five different shell loads in him. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, or you show up on opening morning of season and there's 19 other pickup trucks. Yeah, yeah. That are at the nope. gate trying to get in and, you know, there's only 15 members in the club. Yeah, 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 yeah. But their parents and, and friends and all the families out mm-hmm. for the hunt, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that, is, uh, that is the typical, oh, gosh, they're everywhere. And yeah, I mean, you know, well, we have this one member, he shows up opening day. That's it. Right. That's what, I feel like that's probably about right. What does land for a hunting lease on average, would you say like a reasonable price for hunting lease land in Alabama go for? Oh gosh. That is such a hard question to answer because when you go into some of the more heavily populated counties in the state for deer, you end up at a much higher dollar per acre. But just say about $6 on the low side to a primo piece of property, $20 to $25 an acre on the high side. Wow. $25 an acre. Yep. Man, that's a 2,000 acres would be a pretty good price for a lease. Yes, it would. Yeah. <laughs> 
I know a well, guy in West Alabama that has 2,000 acres, and he gets $50,000 a year to lease it out. Mm, for it deer. Primo deer and turkeys, but it is a prime piece of property. Mm, it would have to have a whole lot of turkeys. It'd have to have a whole lot of turkeys, and it'd have to have deer that would kill themselves, bring themselves back to the camp, clean themselves and put themselves into the freezer processed packaged labeled yeah yeah for that kind of money for me to pay yeah that's pretty high now six bucks an acre now now we're looking in in my range that's what i'm talking about Mm -hmm. so well that's good well i hope you find your lease to go with your hunting club hope the hunting club works out yeah me too me too it'll be it'll be fun the guy we met super nice guy and I'm looking forward to getting to know him a little bit better and hunting with him this coming year. So ought to be a good time. And I'm, I may join the old club again, too. So I hadn't decided on that. Yeah. But. Well, with all that new land, I'm assuming you'll have to use a certain app to check it out. I have been scouting already <laughs> on that certain OnX app you speak of. Yeah. And, you know, I might have found a place or two that interest me i'd already have pins dropped on where i'm gonna be listening from (laughs) well when we were looking at the property friday we'd pull into a little area and he'd say oh this is a prime area right here you know i I sat here one morning and saw this many deer and you know i've killed these size deer here over the years and blah 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 and i'm got my app open and i'm dropping pins and putting some little notes in there on each pin so i'll find out if those are good deer spots and this guy doesn't know he doesn't turkey hunt so you know he didn't have any insight on turkeys at all or i believe there's people that exist like that he could just be like me and could just be lying about it that's right he's probably that dude probably tags out every year in that spot on day number five a season. He's killed his five birds and he's done. And you paid for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got a good deal. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of all that, we're 268 days from when he gets to first go out and kill his first bird. Nine hours, 43 minutes, and 40 seconds. Mm. Well, in Tennessee, I'm going to have to wait 282 days, nine hours, and 12 minutes to get out and chase them so that's no good yeah well maybe we can get out sooner than that you know we've talked a little bit about going to florida oh yeah and i'm gonna be going somewhere sooner than that i don't know if it'll be florida this year or it might be mississippi again i know i'm going somewhere further south than tennessee that isn't alabama most likely and hunting turkeys earlier than tennessee i know that for a fact well look I happen to know that basically it's December weather-wise in New Zealand, which means in three more months in New Zealand, the turkeys will be gobbling their brains out. I am so in on that if I had the funds. I'm going one day. Uh, You mark my words. Once I kill in all these United States states and Canada and Mexico, I'm hitting New Zealand. I'm doing the same, so maybe we'll just hop on the same boat. Yeah, and it may not be in that order. It might be United States, then New Zealand, then Canada, Mexico. But I'm gonna yep. get them in all the places. Yep. Well, but cool. Well, that we got be fun. a while, man. I yeah. know. I know. But 
anyway, we got Jared Larson this week. He's a cool guy. I know I've talked to him a little bit over social media. I didn't actually get to meet him, but you did at the NWTF last year. Yeah, he's a great guy. And you want to talk about somebody who knows the OnX app inside and out? Oh, yeah. He definitely knows it. Enthusiastic about it. You can tell he's passionate about what he's doing. (laughs) Oh, yeah. He is fired up about it. Yeah. Well, he should be. They got a good app. They do. They do. They really do. Yeah. So we're going to learn a little bit more about some ways that we can use Onyx to help us out for deer, for turkeys, for pigs, whatever we're hunting. We're going to learn a little bit more on how we can use the app and... Hopefully it will help us have a little bit more success in the woods. And, you know, I'm going to go ahead and put you on the spot, Cameron. Uh Uh-uh. I would like for you to share one Onyx tip with us on the other side of the interview. Hmm. All right. I will on the other side of the interview. I'll share my Onyx tip. All right. How is it that you are so successful in being able to sit in your house in Tennessee, drop a pin <laughs> on a spot in West Virginia or Maine or New Hampshire. Oh, man. Then you drive up there, get out of your vehicle, and there is a turkey roosted in that tree that you've dropped a pin on. I want to know how you do it. Uh, so does everybody else. I could... That's probably the number one question I've been asked over social media, if I had to guess. Yeah. So, you get to... St- I'm not going to answer that fully, but I'll give you a few tips on it. <laughs> all right. So what we're counting on. But not on. all of them, because uh, I wouldn't be a very good turkey hunter if I told you everything I knew. Well, I would think you were lying if you told us everything you knew. Yeah. What you want to do is find an area where there's no trees at all, and you hunt there. And that, I mean, I'm telling you, that's where they are. No trees and no water. No trees, no water. You just want a, a five-year-old cutover, but you have to work your way to the middle. And when you get in the dead center, that's where the birds are, man. Well, now you're talking to everybody about hunting in Alabama. <laughs> and if a, a oak tree sprouts from the ground and gets taller than two inches, they'll be there to cut it down the next day. That's Alabama. (laughs) And replant a pine in its place. (laughs) Oh, it's so funny because it's true. I've never seen anything like it. I've never seen, I mean, I'm telling you, like an acorn hits the ground and that little leaf comes out of it, you know, and it cracks. And the timber crew's there harvesting it the next day. I mean, they're ready to take it home. So I'll share a few tips at the end of this interview. And Onyx is obviously, I'd say, of any revolution in the public land hunting space, I think Onyx is the, that's what's revolutionized this whole deal. So yeah, that's just my opinion. I mean, I really think the ease with which people can find public land, look at it from home, and decide on a place to hunt I mean, it, it makes it so much easier than your old paper maps. So it's a revolutionary technology. I mean, I, I think most everybody has some kind of form of Onyx at this point, if not Onyx itself. Yeah. So yeah. I think this is a good interview because it definitely has some tips in here with Jared. 
he's going to share some tips and talk about their app. Any Onyx users out there, or even if you're using a different app, I think you can pick something up from this one that might help you. Yeah, no doubt. Let's get in and do it. Absolutely. All right. See you guys on the other side. Hey, guys, I've got Jared Larson with me, and Jared is with Onyx, and I would say that Onyx needs no introduction, but I'm going to let you give a little introduction about what Onyx is, and then I want you to you know, just share what's new this year, what what you guys have been doing, working on for the past year. Yeah, absolutely. So, as Andy mentioned, Jared Larson with Onyx. I work on the marketing team. The Onyx Hunt app is obviously our bread and butter. We also make a, G a chip for your Garmin GPS, a little more archaic than the phone app, but definitely still some folks that use it. But the Hunt app, our bread and butter, is, is public and private land ownership data and just giving you the confidence to know where you stand. I'm sure if you hunt turkeys on public land or really anything on public land, you've ran into a fence or two, probably way more than that, where you're like, man, is this the boundary line? Is this not the boundary line? And so our app just takes the guesswork out of that. And beyond public and private land ownership, we have a plethora of features from roadless areas if you're trying to go out west and elk hunt to the NWTF turkey layer that's going to give yeah. you all of the records that have been reported to NWTF for birds harvested in each county throughout the United States. Also shows you a distribution layer if you're trying to get your slam. You know, obviously Osceola's in Florida, but some of those Rios and Merriam's and Eastern's all kind of converge in the Midwest there, whether you're in Nebraska and you're trying to knock off the Merriam, you might have to head a little further west or drop down in, into Kansas to get your Rio. So the NWTF layer helps out a lot in that regard. But then also it's, it's useful for just more of your everyday outdoorsman, somebody that's looking to go find campsites in the summer and hunt in the in the fall. You know, we have every registered campsite as a rec point in our app, all sorts of hiking trails. But then to get to the nitty gritty of, of turkey hunting, obviously public-private's huge. And, you know, turkeys as a species, it's a lot easier to get permission from private landowners than, you know, whitetails or elk or mule deer than the big game so knocking on doors yeah. is also a great strategy for turkey hunting you know they use those egg fields that are in the south and the midwest and so we give you the tax owner's address so you can track them down send them a letter knock on their door look them up in the white pages for a phone number obviously we have full functionality as far as customizing your map with waypoints with different colored waypoints so you can keep your your turkey hunting waypoints organized from your deer hunting waypoints so you can color code them and we're also working on some new things that I'll get to to make that more organized the line distance tool feature I, I use a lot as far as like if I'm sitting on a bird that I hear gobbling and I, I can pull up my app look at the aerial imagery and be like oh man that bird's got to be in that field and I can use that line distance tool to say oh he's 400 yards away I can close the distance by 150 yards, 200 yards to get more into his bubble, but still not get busted. Yeah. Um, so a ton of uses for the Onyx Hunt app when you're out chasing turkeys, there's no doubt about it. Yeah. And you guys, it seems like you've kind of beefed up the weather yeah. personality in yes. the app. Yes, bit. we've definitely deep dived into the weather, so just actually this year, we uh, so we had weather previously, but it, it was lacking in the amount of stations to really get a localized forecast. Right. So we added a few hundred new weather stations that I mean pretty much anywhere you're you're at in the United States you're going to have a localized weather forecast right there within the app it's going to show you a forecast for the next five days I and mean, that's a precipitation 
straight up weather and then also like temperature forecast. Mm -hmm. It's going to show barometric pressure. It's going to have sunrise, sunset, so you can see when your shooting times are. So yeah, that's just another functional feature that, you know, all within the Hunt app, not having to bounce between multiple apps to get your weather and your hunting stuff, so all in one spot. Yeah, yeah. Well, you stopped by the booth earlier today and you and I were just chit-chatting and I, I told you, I, said, you know, I use the app all the time and I told you a story about a friend of mine that's actually in, in sales, so he, I'm going to share the story with the listeners, but he sells roofs. And so he, he and I were talking last week and he said, hey, we live in the same, you know, we, we live in Birmingham, so we know and live in the same area, know a lot of the same people, and he knows that I know some people he does it, blah, blah, blah. So he said, hey, do you know anybody that lives on such and such street? I said, no, I don't. And he said, well, I was over at this house and I was talking to the homeowner about doing their roof for them. And he said, when I came out after my appointment with him, I looked down the, at the end of the cul-de-sac and every house in the cul-de-sac had a roof that needed to be replaced on it. And I was looking at him and I thought, man, I wish I knew who lived in these houses. And so I just thought I'd ask you and see if you knew who lived in them. And I said, well, what street is it again? And so he told me, and I pulled up my app, my Onyx app, and I pull up that street. And I said, all right, so I'm showing the app, and I was like, okay, at this house, this is so-and-so, and here's their address, which you already know, so that tells you they live in that house, and there's not a rental house. Yeah. And we just went through that, and he looked at me, and he's like, this is a hunting app, <laughs> I said. And it's a roofing app. Yeah, it, it, that's hilarious because I started out actually at Onyx on our customer service team. So I worked there for a few months before I moved into the marketing team. And it was crazy at the stories that customers would just, they'd just call in just to tell us the wacky ways that they used Onyx. Yeah. You know, whether it's, yeah, roofing houses or we certainly, like, finding rescue dogs that ran away, like tracking them down, like yeah. using the tracking feature and all sorts of different things. So it, it's always funny to hear how people are using the Hunt app in, in ways outside of hunting. Yeah. But then to, to kind of go off of that with your land ownership data and, and upcoming features and new releases that we're working on, actually just this year we implemented new ways to more quickly curate and quality assure land ownership data coming straight from the counties. So now we are updating about 50 counties every single week throughout the oh, United wow. States. Yeah. I and mean, we have a fully staffed, dedicated GIS team to acquire this data, curate it, and then also you know, make sure it's quality data that we're putting into the app. Mm -hmm. So basically what that's going to allow us to do is, is get the most, po the most accurate possible land ownership data into the app coming straight from the counties, but then also we're going to be able to update you know, more, more counties than ever before with this new process we're implementing. So our land ownership data, it's already the best there is that you can find, but it's going to get better. And we're going to be able to update it more frequently. So that's going to be a huge win for us, especially with you know the private land ownership that's so important for this part of the world in the south, the southeast, the Midwest, because that's where a lot of the hunting is happening is on private lands. So yeah. that was a big initiative for us to be able to get those lands updated faster and, and as accurately as possible. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, uh, you know, for you guys who don't have the Onyx app, if you hunt public land, I think you're doing yourself a disservice by not having this app on your phone and to be able to and I, I like obviously I like the portability of having it on my phone 
but I love being able to pull yes. it up on my laptop. Yes. And in fact, I killed, so I killed a turkey in Georgia on National Forest land, a place that I'd never been before. And I, the way I killed that app, I went out and hunted that morning and came back and was eating lunch and she and I were talking and I said, you know, I, I heard some, so my wife, who's sitting beside me, you guys can't see her, but obviously Jerry can. <laughs> She doesn't hunt, and she was at the the cabin when mm-hmm. I got back there. She said, "Well, how did it go?" I said, "You know, I'm not real sure. I might have heard a bird, but I need to get, I need to find a ridge top that runs for a long way." Sure, just run and gun, and just walk that joker and call and run and gun it. Exactly. So I pulled that up on my laptop, and now I've got instead of a whatever my five phone inch is, screen, yeah, yeah. five inch screen, I've got a 14 or you know 16 inch screen to look at. And I found this ridge top that ran for about three miles. Sure, just flip the top old base map on and, and find that ridge and Yep, that's exactly what I did. So it took me it was a mile walk to get up to the top of the ridge and then three miles on the ridge. Oh money. And then turn around so you can hunt it there, hunt it back. Yeah. Because, you know, obviously as the afternoon wears on you got birds coming up the to ridge roost. to roost. Yep. And so you've got birds moving in and out of the area. And I locate this bird that afternoon. And, all right, I'm going to tell you the story. I, I could have taken a shot at this turkey. I rounded a curve in the road, and he's standing there at about 50 yards. I threw my gun up, clicked the safety off, and I said, not going to do it. Sure. And he was kind of going, as he was going up the mountain, he's coming towards me a little bit. So he's getting a little bit closer, and I thought, all right. So you saw him before he saw you? No, we saw each other at the okay. same time. Yeah, and he, it was... You know, he's, he's getting out, but the trail that he's going up is towards me and then okay. away. And so I thought, shoot him, don't shoot him, shoot him, don't shoot him, don't shoot him, shoot him, don't shoot him. <laughs> I didn't shoot. Sure. So I kicked myself in the rear end when I got back to the cabin. I'm like, man. I can be tagged out know, right now. You can't kill him if you don't shoot. Yeah. And so she said, at least you know where one is. Yeah. You know, because it was about 30 minutes before flyout time. She's okay. like, you know where he's going to be. Especially if Go he was alone. Go in there in the morning and kill him. And he was alone. Yeah. And so I went in there that morning and killed him. That's awesome. The next morning. So. And, and quite frankly, you know, I've certainly had that scenario where you're walking a woods road or logging road, whatever you want to call it, and you come around a corner and it's like, there's a long beard. But the... The hoity-toity hunter in me, which there's a very small part of that, but it's like, <laughs> if I'm hunting turkeys, I want that bird, like, you know, I want to have the experience of communicating with that bird and have them all puffed up in. coming in or, you know, an experience more than just, like, stumbling upon one. Yeah. So I certainly understand that the shoot em, not shoot em debacle there. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, that that is one of many birds that I have killed that, using the app, that I would not have been able to kill otherwise. And being able to pull up that topo map of the National Forest land on my laptop made it so much easier having that big screen because I can cover five or six or ten times the area that I can on the phone. Save yourself five or ten times the amount of time you're sitting there trying to find a new spot to go. And that's what I do. It doesn't matter whether I'm hunting turkeys, ducks, whitetails, elk. I'm always on web map before I leave for my trip. And I'm dropping waypoints in areas that I like, all right, you need to go check this spot out, that spot out. It's just so much easier when you're sitting on your couch. Uh, you can burn five hours scrolling through web map, you know, yeah. before a hunt easily. So No doubt. Yeah, that's and, game know, changer for a, sure. Another big benefit that I find in the app is being able to download 
a map of yep. a certain area that I know I'm going to be focusing in on. And totally. Because, you know, when you are hunting out of state, especially when you get out west, you know, a lot of the areas where you guys are, there's no coverage. Well, and no from my coverage. understanding, there's a lot of places in Alabama, you know, with that yeah. mountainous terrain that you guys have where you, you guys don't bottom. have any coverage yeah. at all either. Yeah. So, yeah, Absolutely. caching those maps, and, you know, we have three different save options right now, the five miles wide for high resolution, 10 for medium, and 150 for low res. Uh, and my favorite thing to do, especially when I'm going to a new area, is save that 150 mile map and then save five or tens inside of it. Just because, you know, those five or 10 mile maps that I save, I think they're gonna be good spots, but until I have boots on the ground, how do you know? Right. And, and so I save that 150 mile around it because that 150 mile map, yeah, you're not gonna be able to like zoom in and really get the aerial imagery detail, but you're gonna be able to get public versus private and then the roads to be able to navigate to new spots. Yeah. So like if you're traveling and hunting unfamiliar locations, that's definitely my recommendation. And speaking of new features, we're definitely looking for better and easier ways for folks to save maps just because when you are going to an area and you want to have those five mile maps, you got to save a bunch of them to cover yeah. a good sized area. Yeah. So, you know, we've been tossing around, like saving a whole state would take a ton of room oh, up wow. on people's yeah. phones just because when you save a map, it goes directly into your phone storage. But we're, we're on the hunt for a better and more easy way for folks to save larger areas with their saved maps. So hopefully that'll be an, improve in, an improvement for 20, the hunting season of 2020, yeah. probably in the fall. I'm not going to be here quite for turkey season, but yeah. something else we're definitely working on. And, and so, you know, because I haven't really looked at this, help me out with something real quick. Yeah. So when I save a map, am yep. I able to toggle between the topo, the satellite, and the combo? 100%. So now when you save a map, so let's say that you were saving a map in Alabama, you don't even need to have the layers that you want to see turned on anymore. So you can save that map, and then after the map already saves, you can go in and turn you know, the public and private land ownership data on, and that will work with your saved map, as well as the topo, the hybrid, and the satellite base maps. Okay. All of that's going to be you know, fully functional. And then obviously you can use waypoints, draw lines, use shapes. Any of our tools are also fully functional offline. Yeah. Really, really the only thing you can't do offline is like share a waypoint, which you obviously need cell service to text somebody a waypoint or email it to them or however you're getting it to them anyway. Exactly. So. Yeah. I don't like to share mine anyway, so that's not a big deal. <laughs> yeah, you got to be a special, a special guy to be getting shared waypoints. That's no, no doubt about that. For sure. So, give me. One secret Onyx Jared tip that will help me kill some more turkeys this year. All right, one Onyx tip to help you kill more turkeys this year. One, one that I tell a lot of people, and this isn't anything novel, but there's so many folks that are unwilling to go knock on a door yeah. just because it's, it's uncomfortable to go up to somebody's property, knock on their door, and just willy-nilly ask them if you can turkey on on their property. But the amount of success I've had knocking on doors for turkey permission, I, I get yeses way more than I get noes. Yeah. Like if you just are polite and be like, hey, you know, I'm here for a couple days. Notice you have some birds using your field. I'd love to be able to hunt it. I, and I've even showed people that I have the Onyx app when I'm asking for permission right. because I've gotten concerns in the past that it's like, well, I don't want to become liable if you trespass on my neighbor's land, this, that, or the other thing. And so just giving them peace of mind that you're going to be an ethical hunter on their piece of property right. goes a long ways in, yeah. in getting permission. Yeah. As far as a more on X focused 
turkey killing tip would be here's one so a lot of these states and I see Alabama is one of them I know my home state of Wisconsin is one of them and certainly Montana is as well they have these access programs that allow pub private landowners to open up their properties for public hunting right. through a variety of different programs. Like in Montana, it's called block management. In Wisconsin, it's called forest tax laws. And it, and it looks like in Alabama, it's called Alabama Forever Wild Tracks. Yep. So what you can do is it, it takes a little bit further research and definitely further understanding, which that in and of itself eliminates a ton of people from using that land as public lands. Mm -hmm. But with the Onyx Hunt app, it's very clearly color-coded with red polka dots over these lands. And you know some of them have particular rules and regulations for that individual property. But basically, it's private land that the, each state's agency is, is paying these private landowners to open their, their land up for public access. And it's an amazing program. And if you made me choose whether I was only to hunt public land or block management areas in Montana, I might choose block management yeah. areas because yeah. there's a ton of them. It's private land, so there's way less pressure. And again, it just eliminates a whole bunch of folks that don't know it exists or they're a little bit, it's daunting to try to figure out exactly the rules and regulations with it a little bit if you're just exploring on the internet. But right. when it's all consolidated in the app, like you tap on it, it gives you a link to that state agency's page detailing the program. It, it, it's, it's an amazing feature inside the app that opens up these lands that state agencies are doing a lot of work to make open yeah. for you. Yeah, that's very true, and that's a great point, and I will definitely be editing out the fact that Alabama has that offer. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good deal. So, all right, last two things. Yeah. Tell us about the different plans with Onyx. Okay. And tell us, I think it's pretty straightforward, but tell us how we can get it. Absolutely. To get yourself set up with an Onyx membership, we offer a risk-free seven-day trial, so no credit card required. Go to your App Store or Google Play Store, download Onyx Hunt, create an account with an email and a password, and you're going to get seven days free of any state you choose. So a great way to start your turkey season if you're on the fence about getting Onyx. Go sign up for a seven-day free trial, check it out on your first week's hunt, see how it goes, and, and if you like it, either go to onyxmaps.com and sign up there, use code NWTF, um, and that'll save you 20% as we're sitting at NWTF convention here. Yeah. Otherwise, you can also hop into your app or Play Store and get set up for uh, for 30 bucks for a single state with our premium subscription, or 100 bucks if you're a traveling hunter and you hunt a bunch of different states. $100 will get you set up with our elite subscription, and that's going to cover your bases no matter where you're at. Fantastic, man. Well, I tell you, it's. I've already said it. I'll say it a thousand times. It's a tool that. Every turkey hunter needs to have, every hunter period needs to have it, whether they're hunting pheasants or they're hunting squirrels or they're hunting turkeys or elk or whatever it happens to be, they need the Onyx app. And I know quite a few people that are using it. And for you guys that are not, you're using another program. I will tell you personally, because I've used the others, this one is head and shoulders above the rest. And having something is better than nothing but having the best is the best. No doubt, so. no doubt. And, and I would challenge anybody out there that, that thinks that they know about all the public land around them. I, you know, I lived at home in Wisconsin there for, for, I don't know, 15 years my dad was taking me out. And we were mostly hunting public land for turkeys. And as soon as we discovered this app, it was like, holy smokes, I did not know about that 120 acres of public, you know, that whole section of public. 
you just have no idea how much room there is to roam without it. Yeah. And it gives you, again, the confidence to step over that fence that is running through the dead center of a chunk of public land. Yeah. The confidence of knowing where you're at with your little blue location dot that you have on Google Maps or anywhere else, whether you have service or not, it's going to be there. You're going to know exactly where you're at and where those boundary lines are. Yeah. And, and I've had people tell me that when they're out of state hunting, that they've turned on their tracker on the app to, to track their path that they walk gotten back to their vehicle and there been a game warden standing at their vehicle and say you just came off that property yeah and that's private property no i didn't yes you did no i didn't <laughs> here and show the tracker yeah. to the game warden and the game warden would say oh okay well, you're, you're right i mean you can't you can't argue that no i mean that's that's it's factual. It's what you did. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That, that's tracking your location at all times. You never stepped across that line on the app. You didn't step across that fence. So. And now that you mentioned that, Andy, I'm going to have to rewind. And another hot tip I have is with the tracker. This is something I just pretty recently started doing. And uh, I, I, I spend a lot of time behind my windshield once spring rolls around because you know when you're driving down the road in summer fall or winter you're not seeing a bunch of turkeys out right. you know i don't yeah. know where they go but they crawl into the woodwork somewhere so it's trap doors that they use when i'm hunting them seriously <laughs> but then like march rolls around and it's like birds in that field birds in that field birds in that field and so what i do is when i'm out driving scouting is i'll turn my tracker on when i leave my house and then i'll drive around do my you know couple hours of driving around scouting birds and so I'm tracking the whole time so I know every single turn I've taken in my truck, dropping waypoints where I see turkeys, and then I get back to my that web map, awesome. which the track seamlessly syncs to, and it's like, okay, I scouted this big section today. My next time I'm going to take a drive before season. I'm going to make sure I'm doing a different area than I've already drove around. That way I'm not, you know, wasting gas miles looking at the same or similar country. That's so, awesome. And that also is super applicable if you're a waterfowl hunter, you know, scouting. Yeah. I mean, same thing. So yeah. just keeping you all of your data in one place and that way you have as much information as possible to give you the best odds of success well you learned me something perfect that's, that's what i was after that's what i wanted that's what i needed so man i appreciate it well thank you very much i appreciate you taking time out from the show and away from the booth to come over here and teach us all a little bit of something about onyx and you know i i use it all the time i mean it's worth this weight in gold so well appreciate what you guys do are doing over there for us and keep up the good work appreciate it andy it's been fun being on the turkey hunter podcast yeah. and um i'll look forward to hearing it all spring hopefully some good stories to come sounds great thank you jared yeah thank you all right that is all that we have from jared today but as you know i put cameron on the spot earlier mm. and he has been sweating Trying to decide. How am I going to lie to him today? And get away with it. <laughs> it's It's got to sound convincing enough, but I can't tell you all my secrets. No, no, no. We're, I'm not asking you for all of them. Give us one tip on how you use Onyx that does help you be a little bit more successful. I would say one tip with onyx is onyx shows there's a filter on there called mvum roads 
which is motor vehicle something maps. And you turn that on, and before you get to the property, those will show up in kind of a bluish color or a purplish color, and you can see if that's going to be a gated road. And I think that's a huge advantage because I know before I figured out that deal, I would see a road and be like, oh, man, I can drive all the way down to the end of it. And then I'll walk a mile and hunt there. But you get to the road and it's gated off. So now you got a five mile walk and you thought you only had a one. So being able to look at those roads, a lot of them will say seasonal and it'll tell you the dates when it closes. And most of the time that's in the spring. And I think that is mostly for turkey hunters because most turkey hunters prefer to have walk-ins. And I've used that a lot to where I find one of those long roads that you can pull up and there's a gate and you can walk in there. And then you don't just, I mean, now granted, you can kill turkeys from a road. But if you've watched anything Mike Chamberlain's put out, pretty obvious turkeys don't like roads so i'll use those mvum roads that are gated to get ground covered away from the main road and then you cut into the woods and get on in there a little ways makes for an easy walk and then you know what you're getting into before you actually get there you're just trying to paint like when i get to a piece of property using onyx i've painted the picture in my brain of what i'm expecting to find and that's one thing that can kind of help you because I, I mean i have instances where i'm showing up an hour before daylight you know and if there's a gate that i didn't know about that's gonna affect me <laughs> right so I'd, I'd say use that filter on onyx if you have it yet the mvum roads and then there's obviously a million onyx tips i could give i mean the topo map is probably the most important thing you can use on it but that's all i'm gonna say on that topic yeah that's a very good tip that you gave. Yeah, I, I've definitely seen a lot of people who are using the app who don't use that filter because it's a it's a separate one. It's not under a certain state or something. It's under I think the hunt portion maybe. I don't remember which one it's under honestly. Just turn it on. You'll like it. Very cool. Yeah. All right. I'm looking for it right now. As a matter of fact, it's under trails and rec, and you're gonna want to turn on motor vehicle roads and trails and also turn on trails and that is going to help you yep i've got both of those on in my app. all right there you go make sure those are on and then you know before you get there that that road is gated or not gated which can be just as important if it's not gated you really don't want to be near there especially if you're in alabama because that is the home of the out the window box call and i'm not a fan of those people coming by me while i'm hunting <laughs> not only is it the out the window box call but it's the toot the horn pot and oh, peg yeah. call oh man it it's awesome i mean especially my favorite is when they slam the door get out hit them with the kiki cackle cluster and then they slam the door and head on out i mean that that right there is an Alabama special, in my opinion. It's a it's an art. I mean, it takes years to acquire. You know, you you talk about that, and <laughs> I've told the story on this podcast several times of one of my hunts where I had that happen, and I was actually working a turkey, and the turkey and I were no more than seventy five yards off of this. Uh, I would say one of the main roads. 
that runs through a WMA and some dude pulls up in his truck and does just what you were saying. And the turkey just completely shut up. Guy got in his truck and drove off. And five minutes later, 10 minutes later, the turkey sounds off again. I drove past that spot this past weekend and it gave me good memories. Even though I did not kill that turkey, it made me smile. Yeah, that's a cool experience you got to actually be right there with him and see how he reacted to that pressure mm-hmm. yeah that's pretty cool yeah so onyx is definitely a tool most hunters have in their bag at this point i'd say honestly if you're hunting without it i think you're at a pretty big disadvantage yeah. and i definitely have respect though for those people like doc weddle who achieved a u.s super slam before onyx or multiple U.S. Super Slams. I mean, that's that's impressive. Yeah, it was much harder then. I can't I can't even wrap my mind around it. I mean, it had to have been much harder. I would think pressure wise, it would have been kind of easier to get away from pressure. But yeah. I definitely think it was probably harder yeah. overall. Because I mean, you you don't have a app at your disposal showing the borders of the property and i mean all the different intricacies that you can see it's it that's definitely a noteworthy achievement for sure but i'm going to take every advantage i can get and i'm and i'm by no means at all trying to downplay what doc weddle did with some of those super slams but a lot of those birds were killed in the heyday as well yeah that's a good point like preston was talking about last week the heyday yeah, so that may have made up a little bit for not having the mapping technology that we have in our hands or our pockets today. Yeah, yeah. But there you yeah, go. That it, is true. It had to be more difficult, so. Yeah, that's well, fact, so. Very Absolutely, good. man. Well, I know we've connected our Owl Hoot winner with Preston. He yeah. was excited. Yeah. And... That was a fun contest, and I know I'm missing turkey season always. <laughs> I know it. Yeah. I'm still I'm hearing turkeys go. gobble when I walk outside into the driveway and I hear a crow go, ah, ah, ah. I know. I heard some drumming today right before the market closed at the office. I couldn't find it, though. <laughs> yeah. As you get older, you're going to have a harder and harder time locating it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I know. Especially it's in the office. Follow me around. That's yeah. right. I don't know where that turkey is, but I'm going to find him. Yeah. Anyway, well, cool. man, let's, I let's, enjoyed it. Good interview. Well, let's do a hunt next week, speaking of all that. Let's do a hunt. We hadn't heard a killing in a while. That'll take us back to the good old days yeah, when we were alive. Yeah, let's do it. That'll be fun. Great. That sounds good. We'll pick out a good hunt for everybody next week. All right. Good deal. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. We know that you have choices. We appreciate you spending your time with us. We hope you have a wonderful week, and we look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on hunting afternoon birds, how to film your hunt, 
and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week.